Asante Samuel Jr. gets selected in the second round by the L.A. Chargers. Najee Harris is not far behind Dalvin Cook. Yeah, he's pretty far behind. He's pretty far behind. <laughs> See, this is hard for me. I can't say much. It's interesting here. You got a little tidbit here in our notes that he also, Ding Dong, was the first team all Mountain West defense. You know, you know, uh, Leonard might like this guy in Ding Dong. He likes that good defense. Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go Nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear. Go Nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. No Bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. The great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I could, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here the Spear, presented to you by Noel Game Day. We are here on this wonderful Thursday evening post Cinco de Mayo. I look horrid right now. Uh, I've had a little bit of sleep, a lot of margaritas, way too many. I was uh, tweeting accurate stuff that I'm sure Dustin will bring up, but I was tweeting stuff that I really shouldn't have been touching my phone last night, but I did. Uh, but yes, post Cinco de Mayo. Hope everybody had a good one and enjoyed their day. We are going to recap the NFL draft. We are also going to look into the Knolls and where they went, give our reactions to that. Uh, we're also going to jump into a little news today about Florida State intending on having full capacity for their season opener against Notre Dame. We're going to give our reactions to that and discuss it. And then Beezy's got some basketball tidbits to go over I, I, I you know los and nate aren't here i mean eventually we're gonna have to start doing a tally gentlemen i don't know what we're gonna have to do well at least you got uh, your microphone fixed that's all that matters <laughs> yeah this was take two so if you're back with us thank you but this is take two we were on live for about three minutes straight of me talking and nobody was hearing me so that was a little embarrassing but what's new and let's go back to your tweets, Logan, because, you know, we can tell you enjoyed Cinco de Mayo yesterday. You tweeted that Ben Roethlisberger is, what was it, top three? Yep, top three NFL quarterback. And then someone replied to you on Twitter and said, do you mean currently or historically? And you said, I'm pretty sure you said both uh, argue with me or fight me or something. <laughs> I'm not even sure he's, conv I'm not convinced he's a top three quarterback in his division right now, much less in the NFL. Stop. Stop. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. See, the thing is with the Steelers offense, you know, Big Ben doesn't have to run, but I do think if he were to run and have a running game situation, he, I mean, Lamar Jackson would be in some trouble. Let's be honest. I just think Big Ben's in trouble because he has no offensive line right now. He's too worried about that. Too worried about that. We got we got some cats. We got some cats. We'll be all right, I think. And plus, Najee Harris. I mean, we're going to get to it, but 
God almighty. I mean, it couldn't have got any better. I predicted this months and months in advance. I actually really predicted it whenever he was just throwing SEC defenses to the ground. He said, all right, that's my running back. I'm getting him. And, you know, you let go James Conner, you get Najee Harris. Uh, get ready. Another run's on the way, baby. And this time we're not losing in the playoffs. That's uh, no, a good pickup. I, I like it. I like it. Uh, but, yeah, let me, let me run through the – First couple things here, as always, you can listen to podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. If you're on any of those platforms, hit that subscribe button so then you'd be notified whenever we go live every Thursday night at 8.30. Definitely appreciate all of y'all listening. Hope everybody's having a good uh, start to y'all summer. But gentlemen, let's talk about this NFL draft. I know Austin, we're going to get to it. He got a null back on his roster to join Dalvin Cook. But let's start off right out the bat. You know, just going off a few things, if you look at the quarterbacks being taken, of course, we know Trevor Lawrence is, is picked. You know, that's Jesus. He's going to join Urban Meyer over there in Jacksonville. Good luck and enjoy all of that with that organization. But do y'all really do y'all really fully believe in Trevor Lawrence and that's going to be the saving grace for them? I know they also got Travis Etienne from Clemson, so those two back together. I mean, he's, he's the most polished quarterback prospect in – Almost ten years since Andrew Luck came out. Uh, I don't think that's much much debate. There's been obviously there's things he can work on. Every quarterback's got stuff to work on out of college, but I think he's absolutely the most polished prospect. And especially considering the guys that went right behind him was Zach Wilson, who has a ton of ton to improve upon, and Trey Lance, another guy that has a ton to improve upon. There's, there's no doubt, Lawrence. I don't I don't know why it should even be a debate. Yeah, I mean, like you said, as long as Jacksonville can put some quality skill skill players around him and, you know, obviously they picked up his former teammate, Travis Etienne, later in the first round, I think, you know, he's bound to have success in the NFL. You know, we saw what Trevor Lawrence did in college and sometimes it felt like he was even getting bored. So this transition to the NFL is going to be a new challenge and something I think he's going to take on and be successful. Yeah, it seems like, you know, he's – by far a generational talent and i'm interested to see how that organization i do think uh the travis i know there's some people that were against the travis etn pick but like not like against it that, that that talent wise but you know maybe they wanted some different position pick but I, I like that they are able to have both of them you know back together and work with that offense too so I'm interested to see how Jacksonville progresses because it, feel, it feels like, you know, it's been so long since maybe when Jalen Ramsey was there, was it 2018 where they were, you know, making a run there in the AFC, you know, after that, it's just been a complete shit show for them. So interested to watch that growing organization and try to get back to it because it feels like, you know, they saw what Tampa did and maybe they're going to try to really make a push in these next couple of years to get back on track. And then you also they've, got, go ahead. They've got, they've got good receivers. You know, they just sent Marvin Jones from Detroit. Um, they, they got some talented pieces there, and especially getting ETN in that backfield to pair with James Robinson. Yeah. I mean, that's a talented backfield. They've got some talent on offense. Um, I think they're one or two offensive linemen away from being really, really set on offense and probably a tight end, too. But I think they're doing everything they can. Well, they're going to sign Tim Tebow. I mean, let's, uh, not, let's not go there. <laughs> God, don't even make me. Don't get me going, Dustin. I've only had a little bit of sleep. I can't do it tonight. He's a Hall of Fame caliber tight end. I just don't understand what he's <laughs> like. I just already can't stand him. Yeah, he's he's butt buddies with Urban Meyer. They got to do something. Well, like, I mean, wait, what is he going to do? I mean, 
go get married in a different country. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I even really gave him some slander on that right there, but I just can't stand him overall. He's not going to play football. He couldn't play baseball. We didn't really give a damn that he was playing baseball. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Tim Tebow sucks. He's annoying. His voice is very annoying, too, whenever he's on TV talking. Like, it's one of the most annoying that I've ever heard. I have to mute my screen, mute my TV. Uh, so this anyways, is as bad as Nate's take on Tim Tebow. Yeah. Well, yeah, we would have we'll to. There. Yeah, we'd have to like we would be glad if his microphone was muted then. <laughs> uh but yeah. Uh yeah, but going back into this NFL draft, you look at Trey Lance was picked up by the 49ers before that is Zach Wilson. Uh, y'all think it was a little surprising to see Joseph Fields drop so far? Y'all, because I feel that way. I feel like Joseph Fields is the real deal, but I was surprised to not see Denver take him because they seem like they're just one quarterback away from being a really good football team because they got five good receivers. They got a solid offensive line. They invested heavily in the secondary and free agency, adding Ronald Darby, Kyle Fuller. I don't know why they took another corner. I don't think it was necessary. I think they'd take Justin Fields and they could maybe make the playoffs this year. Whereas, yeah, I know they traded for Teddy Bridgewater, but I don't think him or Drew Locke's the answer right now. Um. And then to just see him fall to 11 and Chicago trades up and takes him, I was pretty upset about that. Now he's in the same division as my Vikings. And on a weekend where we found out that Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be there anymore, I was pretty excited. And now another team gets a pretty talented quarterback. Yeah, it it was very interesting to see Chicago trade up and take him. Once Fields kind of started to slip, I was really looking for maybe New England to – grab him at 15 or maybe even move up a couple slots and, and grab him. But, you know, they ended up with Mac Jones. But I was, you know, pretty surprised to see him slip. You know, the draft rumors have kind of been swirling around, you know, leading up to things that Wilson was going to be the pick for the Jets. And then the 49ers were between um, Jones and Trey Lance. And I kind of didn't believe it just because I feel like Justin Fields, he has the body of work that you want to see from a, a top five draft pick as an NFL quarterback. So, I mean, we'll see how it plays out now, but I think the Bears got a steal being able to take them at 11. Yep. Oh, yeah. And congrats to Chicago Bears fans, too. I mean, I'd like to see them. They, Nate. They, well, now I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care. Never mind. Never mind. Especially uh, when it came out after when, when it said that the Vikings were trying to trade up and get them. I was like, you just – you have to rub salt in my wounds, don't you? Oh, that's got to be tough for you, easy. Yeah, I'm going to be so excited. Oh, he just hate to hear that. That does stink, though. Um, we got Kellen Mond. Just I'm like, kill me. <laughs> hey, Jimbo product, baby. Which one's worked out so far? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up now. Hold up. I said so far. <laughs> I said so far. <laughs> Hold up now. You never know. James Blackman's going to be there in a few. <laughs> uh, but going back, you know, Kyle Pitts gets picked up, man. He seems like he's just like the next savior of a team. I mean, gets picked up by the Falcons and the Ford pick. Is that, I mean, I don't really keep up with Atlanta that much, but I'm, I'm not sold on uh, Matt Stafford, but Matt Ryan. 
I've, I've never been really sold on him. I just feel like he's you know your average tier quarterback, right in that 15 to 18, maybe area. But, you know, are they ever going to try to get a quarterback whenever you've got this big of a class here with talent? I mean, by then you would still have had obviously Justin Fields. You would have had Mac Jones too. I'm, I'm just shocked. You know, obviously Kyle Pitts is extremely talented. Let's don't get it wrong, but, I don't know. I think eventually you got to move on from Matt Ryan and try to reset the shockers there in I mean, Atlanta. The thing with Matt Ryan is the way his contract set up right now, it wouldn't be you wouldn't be able to get rid of him for two more seasons without carrying a crazy cap penalty. So I get why they didn't. Yeah. You want to capitalize on him while you still have him. Um, it does make sense to take a guy that's not going to play for three seasons. So I get it, but you know, new new front office. You think they'd go in their own direction? You know get a guy that they can develop their own future with. It, it, it could have gone either way, but they went with, in their mind, the best player available. Uh, let's see. Going down the list here, we got some good stuff. Man, so many Alabama guys. I thought this was a little shocking, but maybe not so crazy. Jalen Waldo before Devontae Smith. Not a surprise. Not, it's not not like a too, not too big of a shocker, but I personally like Devontae Smith more, but I know Jalen Waddle's a different kind of talent too, but I'd feel to have Devontae Smith in Pittsburgh, but I think Najee will do, but just fine. <laughs> yeah, going down this, you know, we already talked about it, but Jacksonville has another pick in here, so they grab Travis Etienne. Uh, but yeah, going going to Steelers though, Najee Harris gets picked up. Twenty uh, fourth pick for us. I'm I'm extremely ecstatic. I I loved watching him throughout his college career. I mean. Just a just extremely talented, hard to tackle, great vision. Um, I'm excited. I was hoping. I was hoping. Sometimes the Steelers will do that, where I'm, you know, tweeting Mike Tomlin like, "All right, we're getting blah blah blah. We're getting blah blah blah." And it'll, you know, be the dream of my choice. But they really made it true, and you know, a tear was coming down my face, and you know, it really is going to be the key to us going to probably a couple runs of the Super Bowl. Cat next. Who's blocking for him? Marquise Pouncey retired. Alejandro Villanueva left. Villanueva Raven. Yeah, he's Dookie. But There's you didn't replace dookie. him at all. You just like, okay, we'll just go with the backup. If he was Dookie, why not get someone else to replace him? You didn't even get someone to replace him. Villanueva, he wants to go play for the Ratbirds. And, you know, I loved his little thing that he said on social media or whoever he was on an interview saying, you know, I won't be making TikToks in the locker room or whatever. But uh, go enjoy he's- it. He, when, the he Steelers goes, when the Steelers go 6-11, don't come crying. 6-11? What drug are you on? What are they doing up there in North Carolina? They, they just Your get, first two picks were a running back and a tight end. The two positions with the least the tight value end was, in the NFL. Tight, the tight end was a little interesting. I wasn't really sure about that one. I would have rather had an offensive lineman, obviously. But you know what? Mike Tomlin knows what he's doing. The office knows what he's doing. So. I don't know if it's, you know, when we get to the playoffs, so I don't know if we know what we're doing. But <laughs> if you get to the playoffs. Well, like now, like I said, now that we have Najee Harris, we're now gonna make a run probably next three years. We'd probably be AFC championship twice and one Super Bowl run next three years. So I love it. I, I gotta thank Mike Tomlin and them for doing that. Uh, I appreciate it. So allows me to just continue to be, you know, I don't know, confident that Six rings. Must be nice to be blind. I wonder what that's like. Blind? <laughs> <laughs> Speak, uh, uh, sp- 
Speaking of Austin and a devil, the Patriots got Mac Jones. Bill Belichick. I don't know. I don't know how that pertains to me. I, I don't know. I had to come after you. You call me blind, so now you're the devil. <laughs> <laughs> the Patriots get Mac Jones. It just seems like this was just destined overall, just for Bill Belichick. You know, he gets a young, young guy, big boy that can just sit back there and throw the ball and you know do a little this and that. You know, we knew that Cam Newton wasn't going to be lasting long much longer and. New England. I, I was actually su- surprised that he got re-signed this offseason to them, but Mac Jones is the future in New England. I would, just like to say, I would just like to say that Mac is Cam backward. And that's so all I've so got. So just stealing that one dude's tweet? That's what we're doing here? No, I can't up tweets? with that. That is, that is... He stole my thought from my head. It's Cap. Wait, who stole whose tweet? I, f- I forget who tweeted it, but someone tweeted that out the night of the draft. Yeah, Destin's smiling. He definitely took it from yeah. that. Yeah. Came up with it. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I still thought it was too early for Mac Jones. Like, I know a lot, there was talk of him going to San Francisco at three. I just thought he benefited so much from having, you know, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Najee Harris, a great uh-huh. offensive line. Like, a lot of his passes were, you know, screen passes, bubbles, slants, or just giving Devontae Smith the ball and just let him go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get he completed 77% of his passes, but he had two guys really working for him. So yeah. we'll see how it ha- how it works in New England with a lot less options. It- it'll be interesting to see. I, I personally don't think it's going to work, but we'll see. Yeah, no, we'll see. I don't know. I that With that, like you just said, and we talked about it last week, the amount of weapons that that cat got to use during the season – I mean, what well, I mean, it just doesn't get any easier. And, and just from his walk alone, I don't trust him. <laughs> oh God, that was awful. He looked like he was going to a Shark Tank. Yeah, he was pitch. about to pitch. Uh, he was about to pitch a five hundred thousand dollar idea and walked out with ten bucks. Even though he did, like you know, get paid pretty well. Oh yeah, but yeah, more than but, more than ten bucks. Yeah, I, I'd stuff. crawl if if I was going to get that much money that he got. Yeah. I'd crawl for a thousand dollars on a stage. Would you? Oh yeah, thousand dollars. I can put that in Dogecoin. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dustin's losing, you know, losing money. I loved it whenever we went to Kenny Shaw's camp. On the way, he was crying with tears that he should have put some money in, and he lost in lost out on like two thousand dollars or something. With Doge. Yeah, it's been good times. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm back in. You're back. You're back. Enjoying the fun people. Going down right now. It is. Yeah, once Meek Mill tweeted he was going in, everyone should just pull it out immediately. Meek Mill? Yeah. Yeah. Should have said bye. (laughs) But yeah, let's jump into the Knowles here. Let's get into the fun stuff. The nitty-gritty. Asante Samuel Jr. gets selected in the second round by the LA Chargers. It just continues to grow that West Coast Knowles slogan that keeps going around but man he's gonna go der- join derwin james and gabe neighbors over there in hollywood what is y'all's first takes from this i think it's an excellent pick i really believe in their db coach over there and i think it's a i think it's a fantastic one i think you know i thought he would go a little bit earlier but i think the fit for him is about as the best you can get there's a lot of dbs that went ahead of him too chargers killed the first two rounds Got Rashawn Slater in the first, fell in their laps at 13. They really need a left tackle, and he's a perfect fit. Then they needed a corner to replace Casey Hayward. In falls Asante Samuel Jr., who's 
very aggressive, very good corner. If he'd been, like I said last week, if he's two inches taller, I think he's a top 20 pick. And now he joins Derwin, who hopefully can stay healthy. And I know he's not on the same team, but Jalen Ramsey's staying right across the block. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a great fit. I think he's going to do really, really well out there. And also joins another former Nolan, Trey McKitty, who was taken around later. And it was good value for the Chargers, like you said, Logan, because he went a little bit later than we expected. So I thought the Chargers got him at the right time. And like you said, Austin, he's a good fit. He'll get to go play with Derwin and also Gabe Neighbors up there. So, you know, I'm excited to see how his career begins to unfold. I think he's going to see a lot of Ryan Roberts. Wasn't Ryan Roberts on their practice squad, or am I missing something? Yeah, he was. Another fallen I believe so. I don't know if he still is, but yeah, I do remember that was his first uh, place he was landing in the pros. But yeah, I was going to talk about here. Brandon Stanley said that the Chargers head coach, there's a lot of evidence of Asante playing out there. And I think the one thing that we really uh, just value with this guy is that he can get you the ball. He's got those instincts that process or that concept trigger that can get you the football. He's a really good body. Uh, He's got a really good body. If you take a look at him, this guy, he's a really strong player, and you know he's he feels comfortable and com- complete play. This dude, this dude, this <laughs> this transcript that I have of this quote is awful. Like I'm not, I promise I'm not drunk anymore, and I might be like really tired and have had three hours of sleep. But this is awful. Whoever wrote this transcript, this is I like. I'm like, God dang, is it? What is in this? Am I drinking again? Good God. Uh, but yeah, he joins Derwin James. Like we said, I, I love him, man. Keep building that DB. And w- I want to see Derwin James be healthy. I got to see Derwin James be healthy because, you know, I feel like, you know, we didn't get to see him last season. We got to see him the year before, but just at the little bit of the season, the last little sliver. So it wasn't his full uh, go, you know, capability. We didn't get to see. So, you know, and we haven't seen him, you know, like full go for two years. I, I'm ready to see Asante Samuel Jr. Join on the other side and be Derwin James in safety and, I can't wait. I, it's it's fun watching, and like you said, Austin, Jalen Ramsey being nearby too. You know that's a good that's a good guy to be around uh, right now and learn from, and you know network with and be friends with. So good for good for Asante. I think the LA Chargers have a have a bright future ahead. I I do believe uh, you know, they've got some weapons on offense. They've got a bright young quarterback with Herbert. You know, I think that's a team that's got to watch out for the next couple of years. The only thing is they share the same division as Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's the tough thing that sucks about it. That's what hurts them the most. Uh, and who's their, what's their head coach name? He just makes the stupid decisions. Staley? Oh, not Staley. No, no, no. I, never mind. But he's gone. You're talking about Anthony Lynn? Yep. Yeah, Anthony Lynn. Yeah, I couldn't stand him with some of the decisions he'd make in late games and screw everything up and let teams come back and beat him. (laughs) He was fun on Hard Knocks, though. Yeah, he's a good guy in Hard Knocks. He's a good guy. All right, so after Asante Samuel Jr., this is this is an interesting one, and this is a this was a surprise to I think all of us in the group chat when we were talking about it. But man, how about this one? Janarius Robinson, Florida State defensive end, gets selected by the Minnesota Vikings. Austin's Vikings, Dustin, cool. you s- give it a Cool. Cool. I plead the fifth. I'm not saying anything. Just going to sit here. 
I, I will say this. If there was a place that, cool. if there was a place Janarius Robinson could go and he'd be successful, it's Minnesota. Andre Patterson's oh. one of the best D-line coaches in the NFL. We've seen what he's done with these kind of players. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you look back with Daniel Hunter, third-round pick, really raw, but he was long and athletic. He's killed it. Everson Griffin, coming out of college, really raw and athletic, killed it in the NFL. Brian Robinson, killed it. Andre Patterson just knows how to develop these guys. I think if Robinson landed in a very good spot, he's not going to be asked to play right away. Um, he's going to get a chance to develop and hopefully p- turns into a good player. I mean, with that size, you there's we were there. I mean, I think a lot of people on Twitter were like, you know, with that size, any coach is going to say, I can work with this. I can coach this. I can develop it and get a good product out of it. And that kind of athleticism, um, his size that he has on him, his strength. I mean, it's hard not to, you know, take that little risk and try to get a guy that, you know, you can develop and for a year or two. And I, I'm happy for J Rob, you know, the thing that the things that went through his career at FSU and with his family losing his house. And now he really gets to provide for his family. I think it's just it's awesome seeing these and seeing the behind the scenes videos of them and, you know, mom crying. And, you know, I've been able to experience a few times or meet with him a few times too. And just, uh, he's always been a class act with um, everybody that I've been around uh, with him. And so really I'm happy for him though. I mean, he's, he's almost the exact same build as Daniel Hunter. When Daniel Hunter came in the NFL, Hunter's six, five, two fifty five Robinson's six, five, two sixty six. So uh, they're very similar builds. Obviously Hunter was all muscle, but very, very similar builds and, like I said, if anyone can get out of him, Andre Patterson can. Dustin, were you just going to do the chant? That was it. That was your take. I mean, you got you kind of said it all. Like to me, the thing that, like his body and his athleticism, he has those things you can't teach. But you're going to have to work on his football IQ and his technique and making sure he's in the right spots. But those are all things that you can fix. So, you know, Austin kind of said it. Why not take a guy that you can potentially mold into a good football player? He's got all the skills. He's got the talent. You've just got to have the right coaching staff to put it together. And we'll see if that's in Minnesota. You can't, you can't teach – or you can teach technique. You can teach get off. You can't teach 6'5 with 4'7 speed. Mm-hmm. If I'm correct, they also drafted another defensive line, defensive end Patrick draft, Jones. Yeah, Patrick Jones from Pitt the round before. Who's another very similar player, long and athletic. Um, so he'll be competing to, for playing time right off the bat, which uh, is good. A ton because we re-signed Stephen Weatherly, uh, mm-hmm. drafted DJ Wanham last year from South Carolina, who's another very athletic, very powerful guy. We've been trying to find someone next to Daniel Hunter, and especially when Daniel Hunter was out all of last season with a neck injury, pass rush was really, really bad. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me to see. Robinson get a lot of playing time right away, but he's gonna have a chance to compete for sure. Mm-hmm. Guys, I look I look horrible. I just looked at myself. So is he I mean, is he a lock to make the team? Probably. J- just because. So. Not only do do we need consistent play, we just need depth. Just need depth in general, DN, and especially some of these DNs can kick inside on pass rushing downs. I, I think he's probably gonna make the roster unless he just sucks in camp. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You get everybody's jersey. You know, you just you showboat it too, and it's all over Twitter and in our group DMs and everything. But uh, 
You got to get a J Rob jersey. Does he have a number yet? I uh, think it's 95, 96. Hold mm-hmm. on. I'll find it. What is y'all's take? What is I keep on saying takes. What is y'all's thoughts on the numbers changing and all that? Like where you could see Jalen move from 20 to eight or something like that. I think it sucks that they have to shit like they would have to buy out all their current stock. That's yeah. that's dumb. The buy out their stock? Yeah, like oh, so, like, so like all, all their jerseys from the NFL shop. They would have to buy out all the inventory. That is so ridiculous. That's why that's why Dalvin didn't switch. Okay, so yeah, Gen- Generis is wearing 95. 95. Yeah, Dalvin had to pay like 1.5 million or something if you wanted yeah. to switch. Yeah. I was wondering what that was for real. That is so silly. Like you could still sell those and be like, "Hey, this is a his first number that he wore in the NFL." Yeah, if, like, no. If I was smart, if I was smart, like if I'm forced to buy out all my inventory, I buy it all out, sign all of it, and then sell it for twice the price. Might as well make money while you're doing it. You need to hit up Dalvin Cook's crew. Hit him up. Let them know. Him, let them know the master plan that VZ's got in store for you. One point five million. What? What do we? So he would go to four, <clears throat> probably. I would think. Yeah, he was thinking about switching to four. Yeah. But he's already said he's sticking with 33. Jalen's got all the money in the world to do whatever the hell he wants. So he can oh, yeah, and he doesn't certainly care, he doesn't care about it. Yeah, yeah, he'll change if he wants to. And Dalvin Cook does too, but he like, he's being smart with his money. I don't blame him. But, I, you know, I will say I do like Dalvin in that 33, though. I don't know why, but it looks good on him. I think it's a horrible running back number. <laughs> Unless you're well, a power back. Like, Greg Jones was great in 33. Dalvin Cook, he should have gone with 24 coming out the gate. It's just everybody wears that number. Everybody like, I feel like too many running backs for that. I want something different. Give me a little thirty-three. It looks good. The numbers are like chiseled. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not complaining because he he makes it look good because he's the best running back in the NFL. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. He is. You know he he could have gone something better than Najee Harris. Twenty-one. Twenty-four. Najee Harris is not far behind Dalvin Cook. Yeah, he's pretty far behind. Pretty far behind. <laughs> See, this is hard for me. I can't say much because I also tweet about Dalvin Cook at least once a week, trying to rile up Miami fans. Uh, I think Jalen. What? No, <clears throat> I still need to get. Uh, I need to still need to get Vince Williams's number. You should have gotten, gotten Carlos's jersey. I know Carlos texted me and texted the group chat, and I was like, he put, he put in the group chat. Offer. You thought it was you thought it was Vince's. Like yeah, you goofy, well, I, even I know what it is. Dang, I know I felt bad. <laughs> and now I think I was because I, I was drinking the night. Bro, before I thought he too. was. I, I thought he was bad. joking. You were being serious. You you know you can tell when Logan's being serious in the group chat. He's got a very I, serious tone that is hard to make up. Yeah, he's sending a picture of his jersey that he was wearing whenever he was with the Steelers, and it was number thirty, and it said Williams on it. And I was like, didn't James Connor like? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's, oopsie. Sorry, Lewis. Oh, hey, he's not here to be able to uh, roast me he on it. He rewatches the episodes. He better. Lewis, if you're hearing this, I'm so sorry. I'm a and, terrible And if friend. you are listening and you still have the jersey, I'll take it. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you got to pay up. I know the you, money's sitting different up there in Charlotte, but. You missed your opportunity. Damn it. I, I got a nice little jersey wall right here. I, I can add another one. I was about to say, yeah, you're getting J-Robs anyways. So. Do you even have a Dalvin Cook one? I don't have a signed one. Well, we don't have to be signed. But you yeah, got I've, got, I've, got two, I've got two Dalvin Cook jerseys. Oh, sure. 
Make and sure. a, and a Florida State Dalvin Cook T-shirt. So I'll say what that I'll say the powder blue Charters ones looks so nice. Do we have Asante Samuel's number yet? Twenty six, right? Is he keeping it? I think so. No way. That would be dirty. Uh, I'm looking at him on the roster. I don't know if they have a number yet for him. Maybe we can do some research on that. Let's move on now. If someone wants to do some research. Yeah, look. Uh, Josh McCando picked also in the fourth round two Florida State defensive ends. These two cats worked out together. Uh, I don't think they trained together, but you know these two were really close in their last final season at FSU. You know the big goal is them to get into the league, but Gando going to the Kansas City Chiefs, selected number one hundred forty-four in the fourth round, and you know I think we made a lot of like we, we try to make predictions on this draft, and we were a lot of us were lopsided. I mean, all of us were. We I think we agreed on most of these, but you know. Seeing that J Rob gets selected second, you got Kando third. I was at the beach and I'm like, what's going on? Is Hamsa what happened to Hamsa? <laughs> is he is he coming back to FSU? Like, does he have like an 18th year? What's going on? Is Marvin Wilson what, what did what did he do? What's going on with Tamara Terry? But yeah, Joshua Kando going to the Chiefs. I like it. I like the pick for him too. Oh, so yes, real quick. Asante is taken in 26. Nice, nice. Yeah, powder blue and Asante. Might have to see what's popping. Might need to see what's going on. But yeah, Kendo was a surprise. You know, yeah. I, he's another guy that's he. He's got the traits. He's just got to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, another guy that joins a former Noel with Derek Nadi out there on the defensive right. line, joining you know a championship culture. I think will be very healthy for him. Um, I, I think he's in a good spot. And they took a s- similar player to him a couple years ago and. I'm going to kill his name. Topak Sepagna. I don't know. Everyone knows who I'm talking about, but they're very similar players. Yeah. What do you think, Dustin, of the, what is, what's the, what's the status right now for the chiefs on that defensive line? Can you tell us, can you give us a rundown on what you think I mean, the future I, of that defensive line is? I just know that now that they have Joshua Kando, they're definitely going back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> that was, that a, was a difference maker. <laughs> Double digit sacks as a rookie, probably rookie of the year. Just get Damn. ready. Wow, Najee Harris I mean, is still in the league. Seriously, though, like Kando, former five star guy, a lot of talent. And then it just seemed, you know, at FSU, he continued to get injured. And that continued into this past year where we saw him take that chop, chop block against Georgia Tech. And that kind of set things off for this final season for him at Florida State. And you said it, Austin, as long as he can stay healthy and know keep himself on the football field I still think there's a lot of room for him to grow and joining an organization like Kansas City with where they're at in the NFL right now that can only help him after you know his time at Florida State where he didn't win a lot so I think going into uh, you said a winning culture with Kansas City and only help him get uh, push his game to the as far as he can and I, I think it's important to note for both Kando and Robinson <laughs> that they, they just went through so much over their careers careers in Tallahassee, not just on the field, but off the field. Yeah. Going to places where there's consistency and ability. Com- yeah, stability, great coaches, you know, obviously two different types of coaches, but two very good coaches and re- respected in their fields. I think it's going to be super beneficial for both of them. 
Hey, and how about Adam Fuller, baby? All these defensive players getting picked up all right. in the NFL, man. All right. All right. Wow. All right. Got to give your hat tip off to Adam Fuller, right? All right. What well, he's done. Resume. Luckily, I'm not even wearing a hat right now. Got nothing to tip off. Uh, yeah, no. Shout out to Adam Fuller. Really, really putting together some guys into the NFL. But seriously, though, for Odell Hagens, you know, you see J Rob and you've also got Kendo going. That's another two. Add that to the list, man. Like Austin was yep. saying, he joins Naughty and love adding, love, love moving uh, or making five stars into fourth rounders. I love it. Dang. All right. Is dang. Well, you also can't talk crap about Odell Hagens because you call him Odell Hagens. So well, that's the when end he, for, that's when he it gets for you. a five star drafted in the first round instead of, you know, the fourth round or undrafted free agent. Maybe I'll learn how to pronounce it. Wow. But after this weekend, it stays Haggins. <laughs> Dustin taking shots at Odell Hagen. Haggins. See, look, you screwed me. I'm about to start calling Dustin Deustin. Deustin <laughs> Lewis. Hey, it's not my fault. Go look how, go look how many uh, Bass Pro Fishing people Odell's been following lately. Can't help it, all right? So you, what? He's a fisherman. He likes to fish, Dustin. He needs to follow some recruits. Oh, come on, Dustin. He needs to do some work. Golly, Dustin after Odell tonight. He's in a mood. And it's not yeah. a good one. Yeah, he tried to tell us he had COVID to try to get out of getting on the podcast. First of all, that is really he messed said up. He said he's got drama going on and get on the podcast. Don't take it to don't take it to Nate. We need yeah, to go Nate, back to your statement. We just went on a road COVID. trip instead of getting on the podcast. Are you making? Oh, here we go. Uh oh. You making <laughs> fun of what happened? You said Lois went on a road trip and then came back. And is it on the podcast? The Pittsburgh. God dang! If he, so at least I'm far. here. I know. It. I just I'm just making sure. You know, COVID nineteen is the real deal. You can't make fun of that you can't use that as an excuse you know i mean make sure you get vaccinated yeah <laughs> before this turns sideways. i haven't seen it pop up on your social media yet so i'm just wondering if you made your way to <laughs> i know yeah it's like Walgreens the voting thing in your neighborhood you haven't really voted until it's hit social media you're the type of guy that would get vaccinated at Publix. If I'm getting a pub sub, hell yeah. I'll do I was it. just about to say the if same the, thing. If it works to where I'm getting, like, it had to be a free pub sub, though, to be honest. And I will go, Dustin, if they do a free pub sub for a vaccination. Yeah. Well, I, I know up here, I don't know if it's the same down there, but they'll give you like a $10 gift card when you get your flu shot. So I guess so just, that. Yeah, I'll just yeah. immediately take it over and get a, get a pub sub. Need you to, we need to get you to New Jersey, Logan, because they're doing like shot for a beer. No. So you get free beer if you get a shot. Like the whole state is doing that? participating breweries i don't know oh, okay but so see now like i can just reach back here and grab one and i don't know i don't know d lou i don't know deuston all right let's get on with this trust the this science is, this, this is the interesting one here to me you got hamson Nasraldine picked up after kando and janaris robinson he gets picked up by the new york jets uh, and the sixth round, if I'm correct. Yep. And the sixth round, the 186th pick. I think this is a steal. I said it whenever we were recording last week, Hampson Nasraldine out of all of these guys, except for Sante, we already know what he, what he brings to the table. Hampson Nasraldine is the steal. And I went, the next person was going to be Terry. So Hampson Nasraldine, he joins, look at this. This is pretty interesting. 
you know, Derek Nottie, you know, and you got the Kando tandem, you've got Derwin James and Asante Samuel Jr. tandem back there and the DBs. And then also you've got Hamza joining LaMarcus Joyner. Forgot about that. And, uh, yeah. Joining LaMarcus Joyner. That's another great, I mean, it's, it's cool to see this because I think Hamza is going to do excellent in the NFL. You know, that injury really hurt him. And I think he's, you know, I, I'm shocked that he went down this far, but you know, if he had last year, or if he was fully healthy the year before, I think he would have been a third round late at the latest. You know, he drops down to six. It's an absolute steal. And he gets to be there with LaMarcus Joyner and have some mentorship, which is a guy that Joyner loves football. He doesn't even have social media. He's like a dialed-in guy, and he's also been very successful and has gotten paid. So he gets to sit there and uh, join an NFL veteran that happens to be a 2013 national champion, too. And the interesting thing was they announced him right away as a linebacker, which I, I think is a great fit for Nazaruddin because we, we talk about these overhanging safeties, but they're they're basically third linebackers where they play in the box, but they saw the movement to cover line or cover tight ends, cover running backs. I, I think that's perfect for Nazaruddin. Um, and like you said, gets measured by Lamarcus Joyner, who's one of the best to come from Florida State in the past few years. I think it's a perfect situation for him, and he can play that, you know, Isaiah Simmons type role that the Cardinals drafted in the top 10 last year. Yeah. I mean, obviously he was a guy who was extremely productive um, at Florida State over his career, led the team in tackles in 2000, or 2018 and 2019. And then before that injury that kind of had him out this past season, but I'm excited. You know, you mentioned his move to linebacker and I mean, that's kind of what he did at Florida State. He moved all around the defense, um, participated in, in multiple positions, and was a really useful asset on that defense for the Seminoles. So, you know, I'm hoping he can continue to stay healthy and with that move into the NFL, have some success as well. So, the thing for with, him. yeah, the thing with him is that he can move east to west in a second and he's a tackling machine. And, you know, we talked about this, you know, months ago, I think. I remember talking with Nate at least, you know, it just depends on which team was going to take him and utilize him. And there's only a select few defenses that will do that. But with, you know, Hampson going to the Jets, I was already thinking, you know, could it be like where they had Jamal Adams there? You know, how he was able to be put in select spots and is a versatile kind of guy and can make tackles and make plays and blitz. I mean, it's I, a different defense now because now it's Robert Sala who comes over from the 49ers. Yeah. So he's going to be playing that Jimmy Ward type role, which I, I, th- I still think fits him really well. Yeah. He's just a guy that I think has natural football smarts, has a great uh, body element, 6'4", 220. Uh, I think he's just more football smart than anything, though. And he's an excellent tackler. I think he's one of the best tacklers that Florida State has had in the last couple of years. So, Except for Dontavious Jackson. Good pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact. Everybody loves a fun fact. Natural Dean is the eighth Florida State player to be drafted by the Jets all time. Cool fact of the day there, if anybody was wondering it. Can Dustin name two of the other seven? Mm, yeah, can you name any? And it can't be, well, it wouldn't be. I mean, there's a couple um, There's a couple easy ones. I mean, Leon Washington, right? Yep. Yeah, there you go. I'm trying to think of another one. <laughs> Ooh, oh wow! There's, there's one really big name. <laughs> there's a there's a big one. Recent? No. Oh, wait, wasn't it Marvin Jones? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Shade tree. Yep. Sure was. And then that's honestly all. Um. Oh. 
those, oh, I guess those, we- those are just the two I was trying to get you to get. So congratulations. I guess Will Ty doesn't count. No, he went to the Giants. Get me out of here. <laughs> Move on. Get me out of this. Before you embarrass yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so let's move on to here. The undrafted free agents. This is where the fun begins, D. Lou. You were throwing some shade earlier at Odell Hagens. Marvin Wilson and Tamarion Terry not selected in this NFL draft. What a change of events. What a year can do. Isn't it crazy what a year can do? Let's start off with Marvin Wilson, too. He, he gets picked up by the Cleveland Browns. He gets paid to, I think I have the numbers here in a second, but first takes on these two, or at least Marvin Wilson, going undrafted in the NFL draft. You would have never thought this would happen a year I, ago. I would not have been surprised if by the time they hit like the late fifth round, his agent started, people, started telling teams, just don't even draft him at this point. Just let him sign where he wants to sign because he got more money than any of the sixth or seventh round picks. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they just said, just don't even draft him at this point. And now he has his own narrative. You already saw he's going to Cleveland like LeBron. You know, he's got his own narrative and, you know, maybe it motivates him to have a good career. Well, Chef, see, I agree, though, with what you said, Austin. I think that they probably said for teams not to select him. That was something I put in the Discord whenever we are starting to get into the later rounds. I was like, well, honestly, he's probably saying he wants to pick his own destination and then also be able to choose um, a higher guaranteed salary for whoever was interested in him. But, you know, hopefully, you know, going from a potential first-round guy maybe at the beginning of the season or, or last year to falling out of the draft completely, you know, hopefully that can just get Marvin Wilson back on the right path and back into the right football mentality, and he can learn from this and then have, have a success story. Kind of like you said, but you know, it's definitely shocking to see him go undrafted after everything. But you know, it's not necessarily um, a surprise. You know, his production kind of fell off in 2020. More than kind of. He was bad. He was bad. Be generous. He was bad. Like, there's no reason to be generous with it. He was bad in 2020. He battled injuries. You couple his bad play with you know the the stuff in the off season where you know he's calling out the coaches and. You follow that up with a bad season, a lot of NFL teams are go, well, we don't want that. Yeah, he regretted it too in the interview, calling out Norvell. And I wasn't a wasn't a uh, thought that wasn't the greatest move. Because it already started separation in the locker room. Mm, you guys yeah. think uh Mike Norvell gave him a glowing recommendation to NFL scouts? Uh, who knows? I'm sure he <laughs> I don't think he badmouthed the kid. Nah, I don't I'm sure, think he, I'm do sure he was. I'm sure he said he showed up to every practice, every film. Just still on the sidelines for every game. I'm sure he was saying stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, I can't see Norville badmouthing a kid his first year on the job. Nah, no, 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 no. I don't think that's happening. But um, I think he just did it. He did. Wilson just did it for himself. I mean, he did it. He just did it on his own. I mean, one who need Norvell saying anything. It was public what he was doing. And I think, you know, it was, you know, the not the trend, but it seemed like that was this time last year, that was kind of like what 
everybody was doing, you know, and it didn't seem like it was appropriate for that situation, in my opinion. I think it was kind of overblown, and I think that's what a lot of the teammates, his teammates, were agreeing with. And, you know, the next morning, they were there at 6 a.m. at workouts, and 75, 80% of them were there, and there was a few that's left to not be there. And um, some of them were like, what? Why are we getting angry about this? Why are we going on social media? That was just a complete shit show. And, you know, the NFL scouts saw that and they do their research. They do it all throughout the year. It's not just whenever they get prepped for the NFL draft, they're doing their research. They're taking notes all throughout what go, what's going on with the player. Definitely of Marvin Wilson's, um, you know, him as a player and being, a, you know, a potential top 100 draft pick, you know, they're going to do the research on him. So. I mean, that contributed, obviously, his poor play during the season. And then even after the season was over and he went over to the Senior Bowl, you know, he didn't – He, I don't think he was fully healthy again at that point, but he didn't have a very good showing there either. And a lot of teams take a lot out of the Senior Bowl. I mean, we saw Kellen Mond went in the third round because he, had, he won some, or Senior Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's because they didn't also didn't have a lot to work with this last year too. You know, you don't have the NFL Combine to look at, and then you know you got the Senior Bowl that was utilized a lot by scouts. So I think that's a good take there from BZ too. So, and then you look at J Rob too, and he had a fantastic, he had a pretty good uh, Senior Day too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he, sh- he actually yeah. showed up some pass rushing moves. Yeah, like he was he was rolling. So that was where his hype started to build. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, man, it goes to show. It goes to show. Stay in shape, get straight into training right after the season's over and get ready for that senior bowl. If anybody's listening to us right now that's uh, heading into their senior year in college that for some reason are listening to us, there's your tip of the day from here. I mean, well, A, we appreciate it. Yeah, we do appreciate it if you are listening. And if you yeah. are, hit that, hit that like button too, right? And hit us up after you graduate so we can get you on the pod. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll even help you get your name out there even more. You know, that's what we do here. I hear the spear. Try to help a help a brother out. Uh, let's see. And then next one over here, Tamarion Terry goes undrafted. This is which one shocks you more? Is it Marvin Wilson or Tamarion Terry? Which I one? Mean, of- for sure, Marvin. Just because you know a year ago he was getting legitimate first round hype. It, it was surprising to see Terry not taken, just because you don't see. Six foot four with four three speed every day, but I wasn't too terribly surprised. But then he signs with Seattle, who you know they need receivers. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was solid. I'd say I'm more shocked by Terry. I thought he would have been like even before Hamsa. I mean, I well, just because and if I had to do my mock, it'd be Asante. You'd have Hamsa. Then you'd have Terry and J Rob. And then Marvin Kando. But yeah. What do you what do you what's your wonderful take, Deustin? I mean, I don't know. To me it's the same thing, you know, with, with Marvin Wilson as with Tamorion Terry. He didn't produce in two thousand twenty. He clashed with the coaching staff. He dealt with injuries, and then he also, you know, elected to opt out and, and leave the team and go train for the draft, 
whereas uh, Marvin stayed with the team. Um, so, yeah, you know, we'll see if he can get back into the flow of things now that he's in the NFL. And it's the same thing with Marvin. You know, hopefully going undrafted, falling this far, you know, it it makes him rethink things, refocus, and get his attitude in check, and then go produce. Because, I mean, the kid, he's a really talented football player. But for him, I think it's just the maturity and just having the right mentality. So we'll see if that's something he's able to develop. And Seattle, I mean, winning culture, good coach with Pete Carroll, obviously having Russell Wilson, some some good character in that locker room. I think that can only help him. I think he has a high potential, too. I I loved it. Wait, I actually talked about this. I remember – Last week, I was like, man, a team. Pretty sure you did, yeah. Yeah, I was mentioning that I would love to see him. I didn't think it would happen, but I'd love to see Tamara Terry be with the Seahawks because you got Russell Wilson there, like you said, D. Lou. And, you know, deep ball threat, that's a guy deep, you know, that's a huge threat. And Austin was also noting his speed, too, and I think he's even faster with pads on. He's just got that football, like, athleticism, and he's able to just book it. I didn't – he really – the last couple of years, I think last year, but the year before, whenever he was fully healthy, he really kind of shocked some people at how fast he actually is and the speed he's got in him. But he joins DK Metcalf in the wide receiver room along with Tyler Lockett, who's both these guys are deep ball threats. Yeah. I mean, yeah, imagine all I, three of those guys on the same field together. You know, that yeah. should be fun. Yeah. Metcalf, Lockett, and Tamara Terry. You got Florida Gator, Freddie Swain there, uh, and a few others. But I, I do think. Terry, if if he you know is dialed in, locked in, and does his thing, this should be an easy land for him where he sticks there with Seattle and Pete Carroll. So I'm I'm really excited to watch this because I I love watching the Seahawks too. And Russell Wilson is a different kind of animal. Uh, really, just in the first half of seasons and the rest of it, he just doesn't give a damn. But uh, no knock on him, right? No knock. He's a nice guy. Russell Wilson's a nice guy. I still hate him for NC State. Yeah, that is true. Although we kind of did that to ourselves there on the goal line. That's, I still blame him. He Not did. a fan. His fault. He's also the reason Blair Walsh missed a kick left. Mm-hmm. Or right. I don't even remember which direction it was at this point. Uh, his fault. Yeah. Yeah. What did he do? Like, was he like blowing wind or? He did something. I, I'm blaming it on Russell Wilson. I can't stand <laughs> him. He's, too, he, he's, he's a little too nice for me. I mean, not that it really affects. I mean, not like he gives a damn what the hell I'm doing. Look at me. I look like I just got out of a friggin' sewer. But uh, he's just too nice. Too nice. I need someone to be mean. Just like Big Ben. Not a nice guy. We can tell by his rap sheet. His what? (laughs) Dustin, you need to get your facts straight. Let me get your facts straight. <laughs> I don't think they can even they couldn't even <laughs> heard that anyways because your mind. Oh, I heard it. I know. I I, I I could hear. I know from my end, but I doubt they're going to really understand what you just said. So works yeah, out perfectly they, for me. They could they could fill in the blanks. I'm sure they could. I'm sure they potentially could. Uh, but yeah. Any last thoughts on NFL draft? Any other exciting things happen during it? I'm trying to think. Any like funny things? Obviously, Mac Jones him walking like a dweeb. I mean, that's two terrible. long snappers like, and doing? a kicker got drafted, but Marvin Wilson and Tamar Terry didn't. Yeah, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted a 
punter on Georgia Tech. He's got oh, some man. swag too. He's a big From boy. Georgia Tech. That boy can play linebacker too. It's a big boy. I, mean, I, I I thought the Vikings killed the first round. I mean, you at fourteen trade back to twenty three, get two third round picks, and still get Christian Derisaw to be your left tackle for the next ten to fifteen years. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Yeah. Do you feel good about your picks? I mean, besides Kellen Mond and Chaz Surratt, I was like, eh. But other than that, you got two new offensive linemen, which we desperately needed. Wish we would have taken an edge rusher earlier, but for the most part, I was pretty satisfied. Mm-hmm. Houston, you're, you're a Saints guy now. I'm looking at third draft. I don't even know who the Saints drafted, man. They drafted that... Uh, Peyton Turner. Yeah, that guy from Houston. Defense, defensive end. I'm seeing if they got anybody to help see what Jameis Winston's going to be working with. Another, they got two uh, defensive guys, and then off uh, another, uh, got a corner from Stanford. Oh yeah, uh, Paulson Adibo, right? Yeah, he's a yep. good player. Mm-hmm. And then Ian Book got drafted actually in the fourth round, too. Horrible pick. I don't understand that. Doesn't make any sense to me. Then they finally draft an offensive tackle with Landon Young from Kentucky. Sounds like what? Tampa Bay to me. Don't give Jameis any help, and then should, should we talk about Josh? On himself. Should we talk about Josh Ball getting drafted, or no? Should we leave that alone? I don't think it's done it How about the day. Dallas Cowboys' entire draft because they drafted <laughs> Micah Parsons first, and you know there's been some interesting stuff alleged about him. And not as interesting as Josh Ball, which we'll leave it at that. <laughs> no, I don't know if you've read up on the Micah uh, Parsons stuff. I have. It's, it's pretty bad. I have. Jameis got a seventh rounder wide receiver with Kawan Baker from South Alabama. It's the first time I've heard his name. Yeah, it's a cool name though. It has two A's. It actually, has three A's. K A W A A N. Wow. That's all. That's all I can really say about. I know you're running out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> well, I, you know, spelling out people's names. Uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Winston to Baker touchdown. Uh, let's move on here. I think that's all it is from the NFL draft. I hate that we it took a week. We should have kind of did a more instant reaction or maybe done that earlier in the week. But if you're still listening to us, we definitely appreciate it. And you actually care about our takes. We do appreciate it a lot. Let's move into some basketball. Actually, no, we got one last thing. Let's talk about this full capacity situation here. d Lou's freaking out. You know, he's a big masker. <laughs> He loves the masks. I'm I'm not against masks, but I'm like, you know, I'm at the gym. I'm safe, but I'd like to actually breathe. But Dustin said he's not going to go because there's just going to be too many people there. And even though he did go to a bar with us, that was extremely packed after the spring game. But, you know, we won't talk about it, you know, anymore. But let's talk about this. Florida State is intending on having full capacity for the Notre Dame game in the fall to start off the season. It's quoted here that they anticipate returning to full in-person participation in the athletic and social activities on our campuses, including fan participation in stadium and arena. So also the tuck too, everybody. Instant reaction to that. It actually came out today, that little nugget. I think, I think the spring game was kind of like a test for it because there, there weren't any restrictions in place, as, as, at least as far as we could tell as far as COVID protocols from the game. And as far as we know, there hasn't been any any falling out from it. So I, 
I'm not totally surprised, especially with how open Florida's been the last couple of months. Um, ho- hopefully it stays in place. Obviously, they're saying right now that's the plan, but hopefully it stays in place because, you know, I'd love to see a, an electric Dope Campbell Stadium in September for Notre Dame, and especially for the Tucker Center next season because it'll be a very good team in the Tucker Center this upcoming season. I just like having less fans there because you get more leg room. You don't even go to the games. Yeah, I do. Basketball. Even if you, if, oh, okay, that's true. Sending the crowd. And leg room either way. What do you put your legs over people or something? Put them over the chair. You've been hey. to the, you've been to a game with me before. As, as a fellow tall guy, I feel Dustin's pain. I know you don't get this, Logan, but you know. What are you talking cram- about? We get I'm taller than Dustin. You are 5'9". I'm not 5'9". You're on drugs. I'm 6'2". I don't think you're taller than me. I think I got you by a smidge. No, You got me by a smidge. You're on drugs. Because (laughs) one terrible picture where I don't even know how to count to 10, I really didn't. What do you think about all the talk um, from Nate about your legs? You know, in in text messages and on social media. I'm glad he's going through some kind of drama right now but uh he's probably listening to this too because he's been retweeting these tweets but i think it's disgusting an older man looking at my legs (laughs) is something that i never thought would happen to me but he really is invested into my legs like he's tweeted about it twice this week it's nasty he wanted to put out a poll on my legs that somehow y'all voted about 90 he did put the poll out (laughs) yeah Wait, what was the results of the poll? It was terrible. That he has that he has very unmanly legs. That was the yeah, result. that I have unmanly legs. I have Karen legs. I don't know how that makes sense, but what was the percentage? Uh, Does Logan have the legs of a fifty-year-old Karen? Ninety-two point four percent. Yes. But <laughs> like what? Close to hundred votes. Yeah. <laughs> Respect. Oh lordy day, but yeah, I voted uh, yes. Thank I you. did as well. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure y'all did. I'm sure, you know, I don't know how we went from full capacity at Notre Dame at the Notre Dame game and it turned to my legs, but I do appreciate it, Houston. And uh, I do think that I will be ecstatic to be in a full doke. I know these guys don't usually go to the games, but I like being there, hearing the war chant, enjoying it. You know, it, it just felt really weird last season. But, you know, still the crowd, I thought, showed up this last season for, you know, the circumstances that were in place. But, you know, there's just nothing. And for recruiting, too, you get a full pack crowd like that for Notre Dame. So many recruits in town, too, and a pivotal time for Norvell and what they're trying to do and, you know, sell this team to, to these recruits. A full pack against Notre Dame, you know, that already brings in national television opportunities. Man, I mean, just nothing like it. So I will be ecstatic for it uh, if that does intend on happening. I can't wait, Dustin. I can't wait. I mean, I'll, I'll probably be there. So. Oh, you will be. Oh, all, all that talk. You better all find t- someone to tweet the game. Oh, wow. I think Austin's got it. Aha. Aha. <laughs> you're funny. All right, you're doing recruiting then. Told you four months in advance, so oh, you're yeah. We'll uh, somehow I already have plans. I, I don't know if you guys knew. I won't be able. To, I won't be able to be on my phone that day. You getting married? I mean, no. 
I hope he's getting thirty six bucks in, com- in commission. Oh, that's a lot more than thirty six. Whoa! How much? Yeah, when you're selling those shoes, VZ, he was telling me that the commission's not that great. That's what Dilu was telling me. But it adds up very fast. How much? Two percent. Yeah, but it adds up fast. It adds up really, really fast. Vizzy's, I think, selling some other things. I'm not. We might not know. Let's no. Let's not. (laughs) Let's not do this. Dustin's like, hey, my Andy ditch later. (laughs) (laughs) Let's jump into some basketball, VZ. You're not selling anything, but let's sell off some basketball updates. How about that, VZ? Yeah. So, Afton Reed's mom tweeted out right before we started the podcast that he'll be announcing his college commitment, which I think is keywords tomorrow at noon. Or if you're listening to this today at noon, um, by the time you're listening, he's probably already announced. Um, it's who knows? No one knows anything with this recruitment. I've said it multiple times. Anyone that says they know is lying. It's a very quiet recruitment. There's There's been a little bit of G League talk recently, but I think his mom's saying college commitment in her tweet. And she's been very careful with what she says. I think that's key words. At one point, it was looking like Ohio State, Pitt, LSU, and Florida State as a Final Four. I don't think Ohio State's in it anymore, uh, given that they got Joey Brunk from Indiana to fill their big man spot. It, it's got to be Pitt, FSU, or LSU. He could choose any one of the three, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. As of now, Florida State has the only future cast still as we sit here at 945 at night. We'll see. Uh, no one knows. Uh, sadly, I start working tomorrow at noon, so I won't be able to watch it. But um, oh. hopefully we get some good news tomorrow. That Give us a prediction right now. Yeah, what's your one. raw prediction? I don't have one, honestly. Something. You got to excite. It's a prediction. You don't... I, I, I don't have a prediction. I legitimately excite. don't. Excite what's your the gut say? I, my, I don't have a gut feeling. You don't you have, have a like gut? a magic eight ball that you can shake up? My magic eight ball just says cloudy. Bullshit. It's not like any. This is how all over the place this is. Twenty four seven has his two like warm interest schools as Florida State and NC State, which, as far as I know, NC State hasn't been involved for months. And then rivals, who's I think is a little bit better with basketball. They don't have any high interest, but they have nineteen medium interests, which include Drake, Canisius, Howard, Liberty, Old Dominion, and VCU. So his recruitment's all over the place. No one knows. I'm feeling the Knowles, baby. I'm going to give my prediction there. No one's going to I'm going to say FSU or LSU. I think Pitt's out. Are we able to follow the follows? Have you done any follow the follows, Dustin, for the basketball? It doesn't work like that because that's more of Instagram. I've done a little bit of following the follows, but it's it's more his mom because apparently I get the feeling his mom's running the recruitment. She follows Louisville. Duke, Michigan, Pitt, Virginia, and a few other schools, but doesn't follow FSU. But she does follow Jamie Shaw, who's the Rivals insider that put in the future cast for Florida State. So, Mm, interesting. Got on the trail there, VZ. We'll see. Well, I like those tea leaves. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll have full coverage. You can follow VZ on Twitter, it's always in the description below. Be at work. Well, I'm just saying, too, that we'll also tweet on our page, too, at the Null Game Day. But I was just trying to show Austin some love, D-Lo. Jeez, unbelievable. Have, have you finally updated my Twitter on the uh, podcast? For a while, you still had it as my old one. I got to check real quick. It's Null's Vikes, whatever. 
Hold on. Let me let me. Those bikes V's. I just copy and pasted. I did for have it as still, for a while. You still had it as Nose Vikes. Yeah, it's still Nose Vikes Mavs. <laughs> Cap. Hey, we'll talk about this after this. <laughs> <laughs> I Someone's getting a lot of followers. So it's getting a lot of followers over there. Oh man, oopsies. My bad. <laughs> well, I did have it as earlier. You're lucky. I had it as I love the Steelers 103. Yeah, here so here we go. I switched it to the one that I thought you had. The new one. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna have full coverage on that, so I'll be I'll be available to help cover that. Get it out there to you guys. Up next, UNLV. If you can pronounce this Say name it. right, Say transfer. It. Oh my god! <laughs> this All is right, my check, check, check my back. Check my back, Dion. <laughs> check my back, Dion. My best guess is Chike Mbake John. <laughs> oh, John or Dion. I think it's John, but I I'm not entirely sure. Ding dong. It looks like ding no, dong. We're not doing like that. Like mixed together. No, it looks like ding dong mixed I, I get together. That, but we're not. We're not it's doing that. D i o n g. It looks like ding dong. That like if you were to mix both words together. He's so ding dong's down to FSU, UCF, and Utah. Which you know you, you look at those three schools and you're like, well, Florida State's definitely the better of the three programs. Um, he made he made first team all defense for the conference last year, all Mountain West. Average nine point seven rebounds. He he'd be a grad transfer. Would only have one year of eligibility. He's athletic. Can play on the perimeter defensively as a as a big. I think he's six ten, six eleven. You know, it, it'd be all right. But when you're swinging for the fences, it's not exactly where I'd want to land. But he'd be solid. It's interesting here. You got a little tidbit here in our notes that he also, Ding Dong was the first team all Mountain West defense. You know, you know. uh Leonard might like this guy in Ding Dong. He likes that good defense. And especially someone that can play on the perimeter as a big. I think that's important. I'm trying not to kill you right now, but I, I, that's I'm this is the bad this is gonna be his nickname if he I oh, oh my god, could you imagine if he comes FSU? Could you imagine this podcast every time we bring him up? Because what a phenomenal nickname. We we'd, we'd have to figure out how to pronounce it because you know Dustin will never learn how to. Oh, I know. I'd, I'd, what would you say it is, Dustin, as a nickname? D-I-O-N-G. What would you... Let's see. Young. <laughs> Dion. 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 Why is the G so hard? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's Ding Dong. I don't know. It's a Ding Dong. All right. We're getting into it. I don't think he's, I don't think he's transferring here. He's we'll going to see. see this. Once he listens to this, he's like, hell no. We'll see. And then yeah, speaking we'll, of UCF, we get a rematch against them in the Orange nice. Bowl Classic this year. Needed it. Yeah, I was about to say, please. So we needed that so one. Florida State can beat them by 50. And that's and what I have to say, because I, I don't want to talk about UCF again. Yeah, it seems like that's been like something you've been dealing with. You've been going to therapy for that, right? Yeah, we've, we've had some conversations. Yeah, it was really good times back in December whenever Austin put in the the basketball chief chat that, that FSU that. was going to win by. To be fair, that's what someone from UCF told me. It wasn't even someone from FSU. Someone from UCF told me that. Damn. Do you bring no, it I back? Your mistakes. Old takes exposed. Was that even my take? <laughs> I'm defending it. It was shared. It. Damn. Now you're saying he stole it. Me. They told it to me. I don't even consider it stolen. That's why I put it in quotations. Defending this. 
Anything else from basketball? Anything else going on? NBA Knowles? So Trent Forrest, Trent Forrest, Trent Forrest, Trent Forrest has play, been Balled getting out. minutes, playing well. Devin Vassell has had a couple starts recently. Nice. Dude, last yeah. night Dwayne Macon or Dwayne Bacon was automatic. Dwayne Macon. And Fiano Cabangeli signed with the Cavaliers for the rest of the season. Shout out Fee. Yeah, getting some moolah. Good for him. You think he'll fit well over there? I mean, they need talent. Doesn't every team? It, well, especially Cleveland. I, I'm all I do is watch Steph Curry highlights, so I wouldn't know who's on which team except for NBA Knowles. That's it. Wouldn't know, sadly. I don't keep up with it like you two do. Which, speaking of which, I, I'll be watching Terrence Mann this time next week in Charlotte. That's right. Yeah, we have to move our whole podcast with our guests around because of you, Austin. Yeah, yeah I got crazy. I got you have to buy your tickets, or did Terrence get them for you? We're still working on that. Damn. Damn. Better yeah, get your courtside. <laughs> well, there's COVID, so you can't. That's right, Dilu. You can still sit next to the court. I see it on TV. That's like mostly executives. Is that animated? Sit next to the court. It depends on the arena. That's CGI, Dilu. It depends on the arena. That's CGI. Shout out to Game of Thrones. We got some first little tidbits of uh, their next uh, show. They're putting out. Don't spoil it. I haven't watched a single episode. Well, it's wait. I like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'm never talking to Austin again. This will be his last time on the podcast. <laughs> uh, and Dustin just rips it because he's sad that the last season was terrible, dookie. Which I mean, I was disappointed, but I wasn't going to say it's a. It was an awful show because it was a fantastic show on top three. Well, I mean, the the first what six seasons were pretty good, but then the last season. Yeah, disappointing. Well, I think that's going to do it for this evening. I hope everybody enjoyed their week. We'll be back on here probably a little bit earlier in the week next week because of Austin. He's VIP, and you know he's just getting hooked up with NBA tickets and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we'll be moving it over for him. You you look at him this this week too because Pat Williams is playing in town right now too. Well, damn! I'm surprised you didn't go. That's our that's our alumni here at here. Yeah, I, I wanted so to. So is man. But I didn't. I, 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 yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize it until last minute. I I literally looked at the schedule like two days ago. I was like, oh well, whoops. Damn! All right, so you uh, you have favorites, huh? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell Patrick. I mean, Pat's hit. still my guy. I know, but anyways, it's kind of messed up by VZ. Mm, I mean, when he okay. told me he was going to be in town in two weeks, I didn't consider the fact that he also might be playing in Charlotte in two days. You know that that's. I got things mixed up. We gotta get you do better because I do need a signed jersey from him. So, <laughs> uh, all right, that's gonna do it. Hope everybody has a great evening. Thanks for listening. You can always listen on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify. Hit that subscribe button or hit that like button, but really hit that subscribe button so then it pops up on your phone whenever the episode is released. It's the best way of listening to us. We go live every Thursday night at eight thirty. We'll see you guys earlier though next week. Enjoy the weekend. I need water. I look awful. I need makeup. I look dreadful. Like I said, I just can't look like I just came out of a sewer. Like my look at this. Like look, look, look. What just end this? the end the podcast. What is that? End the podcast. What is that? On my forehead. I look awful. End the freaking podcast.
Follow.